0: like it
1: yeah that's a good point right what else am i supposed to do i'll have to keep that in mind uh once it gets cold mm-hmm. tonight we'll see we'll see yeah. how it is tonight
0: right you're a tough guy you can handle it
1: that's you, right. you do I get a,
0: uh, uh at least a blanket
1: that's true that's true mm-hmm. and uh, i've got socks and a hoodie it's um yes it's uh it's not um it's not impossible to enjoy
0: oh okay with a hoodie you're all set that, in fact, if you can pack some clothing, I give you a hint, not very many people use the wooden pillows.
1: Yes, I I, I I noticed that after discussing with people after the retreat that um, a lot of people just use their own bags and stuff. I used it because I wanted it to be like proper. And I was like, oh, I, it's here. I have to use it. Um, but uh,
0: no, it's there because of a convenience, you see. If the history is at Wat Suen Mok, it's a forest monastery,
1: which mm. means
0: that anything that comes into that kuti can eat anything it wants to. And Kapok pillows would be all over the floor the next day. <laughs>
1: I had on the first night I left my door open and I think like some animals or rats or something came in the room and like ripped up my headphones all the foam on the headphones they ripped it another recent. his like he left some underwear out and it got all just like torn up and <laughs> uh, torn apart just like yeah yeah wild wild place yeah
0: and to think I knew about that 35 years ago, I could have warned you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, this I, I is exactly
0: my... and precisely why there actually is a rule that monks do not keep food overnight because that's going to get them attacked.
1: Mm. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, you Do not take uh... food
0: to the cootie, or if you do, you dispose of it either by eating it yourself or putting it out for the animals to eat out in the yard, and you do that before sundown.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's part of why I'm in the kitchen um, I'm not allowed to eat in my dorm which makes a lot of sense we don't need ants in there and stuff that would be a nightmare You're you'll to be sleep lucky you if feel- it's just ants <laughs> oh god anything
0: that can crawl over that brick wall that you've got behind you
1: mm. through the window right the bars mm-hmm. yeah. and they're quite well- far apart they're a large animal yeah even.
0: Well, I am really so happy for you, uh, Robert, that you're uh, actually at, at my home. Oh, yeah, I'm that, happy to be
1: The home's awesome.
0: I know that old dorm well. <laughs> and, in fact, it's an excellent place to make friends because those guys are going into the retreat, and many of them may not know much of what's going on, so you can spend that time sharing the Dharma. I mm.
1: have a really good point. That's what I did at the second retreat um at Deep Up One, because I did the first one and then I had three days on the beach hanging out with the friends I made from the first one, came mm-hmm. into the second one. Um, um and it was it was wonderful to 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 discuss it with um with people going into it and see it and see like, wow, that was me a week ago. You know, I was so nervous, I was so unsure of myself, and now I can see everyone else is going through the same thing, and it's you know, <laughs> It's really a curious experiences, you know. It's cool. It's cool to see.
0: Excellent. So you're going through just the transformation I had planned.
1: <laughs> yes, learning the ropes, learning how to uh, practice the Dhamma and um, live live the Dhamma life and so forth.
0: And doing it at one of the most beautiful places that you could find to do so. That's oh, why I, I recommended. To go walk about at Watson Milk. I mean, head for the Spiritual Theater, get a load of the two ships that we've got there, and why they're there. Ask some questions, that kind of stuff. Oh, and one more thing. There is a, a friend of mine. I think she's still there. Her name is Brenda Bernansky, and you can locate her. Uh, at generally, she shows up at breakfast time at Watso and Moke. So since you're going over to the other uh, Dom, uh, uh, International Dhamma Hermitage in three days, uh, look for her tomorrow and the next day. She'll probably show up for breakfast. Uh, cool. She's,
1: cool. I'll look up.
0: She, she's been at Watso and Moke for... I first met her there in two thousand and two and she's been hanging out at Watson Moke ever since. And so she, awesome. she pretty well knows her way around visas and everything else. And so she's a good friend to hook up with.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Okay. Yeah. So she's about uh, probably between sixty and seventy and shows her age and that would be the way of uh, uh, you figuring out. So how many <laughs> how many elderly white women are going to show up at breakfast at any given morning at what I see. that's who
1: I'm looking for. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, looking forward to investigating that a bit further. The um visa stuff, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So for that tonight. Yeah.
0: Uh, does anybody have any actual questions? I mean, uh, we've just been enjoying the, Robert. Robert, do you have any questions? We'll let you go again first.
1: You're um, the honor
0: student of the moment. <laughs>
1: thank you. I feel honored. Thank you. Um. <laughs> mm. uh. I don't know, not not that come to mind. Um, lifestyle, it seems, is really important. Getting away from the cell phone and having time away from that, total game changer um, in terms of, like, s- stilling my mind and stuff. Maybe you could talk about that a little bit. Something I've noticed is that um, just, just constantly stimulating ourselves with distractions is, like, um, um, it really decreases, like, the... I guess, tendency to be mindful. Mm-hmm. Forget well, all about it.
0: The first thing to see is is that this is instinctual within us. It's instinctual in several degrees and in several ways, but you can actually see it in, in puppies. How frisky and friendly and they chew things and they're interested in stuff, et cetera, like that. So this is what I mean is, is it buried pretty deep in there and then when we are humans and born, we are born into a culture that hasn't solved that instinctual dilemma. And so we get caught up into it ourselves that, in fact, uh, greed would dictate that the more I can make off of your labor, the better off I am. That's what business, big business is all about. Uh, Mm -hmm. No, no employee is going to be hired if that employee doesn't actually make money for the company. Is that not right? Which means that automatically that no one is actually being paid what they're due because the company gets, uh, you know, a percentage of the cut.
1: Right, right. So the workers are always.
0: Workers are always cheated. And we wind up expecting to be cheated to the point that it's part of the natural, but we here still caught in that dilemma of I gotta work to eat, I gotta go, I gotta do. Yeah. And that that as our society has grown into power, because really it's all about power, in the old days it was the power of slavery and power of uh, horses. But now we have the power of power plants and oil and all of that kind of stuff. And surprisingly enough, that lets that instinct kind of get into high gear. And here we are going here, going there. um, That if you were stuck at home, then a lot of the activities that are are done in daily life would not be done. If the intention is to stay put. And that's one of the advantages that a place like Wat Suan Mo uh, offers is that you don't have to go out there to do something. That, yeah, you're free to live in that dorm. In fact, if you come back and live in the dorm, you'll eventually be invited to go to Kuti. Some monk will run across you. You're there and they see you. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is trust what I'm saying, that everything is going to work out just fine. Yeah, and you could it. either stay there or, I mean, there's so much to do in this neck of the woods. And then there is the new place with Eric up in Royette. With our yes, son. I haven't
1: got uh, that one out yet.
0: Yeah, so yeah, there, there's several stuff. possibilities. But the idea is, is that after we travel around a bit and get the idea of which one we like and which one is most beneficial to us and who's got really good teachers and a sangha there that we enjoy, when we put those mm. things together, then we're going to move into such a place with the idea of let's stay here. Let's put it in for the while. Let's not keep mm. thinking about what's in England. Yes, what's in fact, next? You,
1: what's next? Yeah. What's,
0: what's next, what's next? What will happen when I get back and all of that kind of planning in the future. Then in fact, when Danny was here, I he, he kept doing it and I got the idea. Okay, Danny, here's the new, uh toy that we're going to play with. And that is is that you can think about Thailand and anything in Thailand, but you don't have thoughts of England anywhere in England. Mm, and when mm. you see the thoughts of Thailand, uh then you congratulate yourself, yes, I'm I'm here now. <laughs> and yes, when well, you have thoughts yes, well, of England, then yeah. you're either in the past or in the future and off someplace else. Yeah. Yeah, we're
1: okay. not present.
0: And so you've heard about uh, the, the, the story of you can take the boy out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the boy. Well, this is exactly how we do it is by taking the country out of the boy. Every time the the country of England comes into the mind, we just throw it right back out. <laughs> and we basically take that country and all the problems that we had in childhood and everything is gone can be left in the past.
1: Right, and so we're training this new habit pattern for the brain not to think about things that aren't actually happening right now. We're training exactly,
0: and things that yeah. you don't need. And so mm-hmm. that a way of that's saying good. that, it, while at wants so unmoved, stay at what's so unmoved.
1: Don't yeah, let the we mind don't go it. out the gates. <laughs> it's really silly to want it if you don't need it, because then you're just wanting. That's desire, that's suffering. So you just... It's in the it's in the nature of wanting something you don't need that it's gonna it's gonna end badly.
0: <laughs> well it did. It did add badly, that's why we didn't let it go. That's Good an point. amazing part oh. of the human psyche and the way that we store memories is we only keep the memories that we complain about. And so every yeah. childhood boo boo you had, you can remember it. But you don't remember the beautiful art that you did
1: you have so, to really work
0: hard to bring good thoughts up, but the hard, but the hard thoughts they're they're just right on the surface for us. The reason for that is because of unfinished business and the possibility of clinging to them.
1: We actually, um, during the retreat, um, Vidu led, um, our loving kindness meditations Uh and he introduced me to, uh, a technique I've never done before for loving kindness. It's a Burmese loving kindness, meta meditation technique where we, um, uh, we imagine first we want to give loving kindness to ourselves before we do, you know, a good friend, benefactor, neutral, the world, the enemy and stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. But, um, for ourselves to, to create a real authentic feeling of loving kindness, what we did was um, we imagined times that we did good things in the past. So we consciously imagined, you know, that time that I was landed in Thailand and there was a stray dog that came and I gave it some food. And then, wow, that's, that's real, you know? Or that time you did something to help a friend or just kindness out of your heart. And that you see for yourself, you get wisdom instead of just having blind faith, you get wisdom. I actually am a good person. Look at all the good things I've done. And now we well, of course, Robert, here. you are. Of
0: course you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're the only one here that doesn't know that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one thing. Um, we uh,
0: all have great, great um, joy and respect for you. Admiration, even.
1: Well, Every you. one of thank
0: us. Sadhu, so Sadhu, so Sadhu, so you're on the rack, man. You're on the trip. You're on the road. You're on the path. You're there.
1: Yeah, man, we're out here.
0: Yeah. So you're <laughs> yeah, completely
1: acceptable. Yeah, I was, I was quite like, um, shocking, shockingly, was um, that uh, I had so many more bad memories from the past than good memories. You know, but um. We, uh, you know, that's the whole exercise is to uh, reverse it so that our brain is now not remembering things we did that were wrong, but it's actually remembering things we do that were right. And it's like you talk about a lot with like we're we're kind of trained to remember things we did that were wrong, because uh, when we do something wrong, it's you so bad. When we do something right, it's like, oh, whatever. That's what's expected. Whatever. Mm -hmm. You just forget about it.
0: Because it's got no weight or value. And so That's recognizing it. through wisdom that our, we can do things in a new way and weight things in a new way so that we actually intentionally forget all about the things that we do, that were harmful or disgusting or whatever like that, the harmful memories, the dukkha producing memories, we can intentionally just let those go. And the place for you to start is by doing it for the whole nation of India, of England.
1: And
0: and so you could pile up a whole new uh, rack of uh, experiences here that are full of Dhamma and full of um, uh, friendship and wholeness. And that will be uh, the sankaras now that you use to create your thoughts. So we want to pile up good experiences and throw out the old harmful ones so that when we need them, we'll get the right one. This, by the way, is part of the teaching of uh, Paticca Samupada. It's just that how we perceive things is based upon our past. And you can think of it like this. If you only had to know past at all, like maybe the first photo in an AI database or something like that. But in fact, when we're very, very young, we spend a whole lot of time not knowing anything. Can't control our hands, et cetera, like that. So we begin to develop by bringing in new information and storing it as old information to compare that with so that uh, we're not constantly in a state of raw. We can't actually be in the state of here now or any other state unless we've got a past of doing it. Then, in fact, Socrates was quite uh, insistent upon that in the sense that you don't know something just because you've seen it a hundred times. You only know it because you can reproduce it. The way that we produce it, then is what we do within our own mind when we think of it. When we think of it, we reproduce it. But that's what we we have as a mechanism inside the the mind space that in the Pali is called the Saliyatana. And it's the internal senses, but that internal senses has a lot of old data mixed with it, our past. And so when we see things, we say things not raw or new and then collect a new data to figure out what's going on. Instead, we go into the dark past and yeah. in that regard, a lot of English guys come to Thailand and they can't come to Thailand. They still live in England and they expect yeah. to teach the Thai people to behave <laughs> the way that they know how to behave in, in England rather than observing the Thai people and learn something new.
1: Learn something new, right? Exactly. Uh-huh. Learn something that's, a bit better.
0: That's what the Dhamma is really all about is let's be in here now. Let's see what's new as opposed to say oh i already know what is there cuz i saw yeah. it already yeah. you know i drew a conclusion you know i've got concepts yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i've seen that already a million times there's there's nothing interesting going on there like you know but there's so much interesting going on like if i look at like a trash can i can just see a trash can and everything's boring and like dull and my life sucks or i can see the way the shadows is on the trash can and how shadows look like different gradients of, you know, lights on top of the color that was there before, you know, the normal color of it. And then the lid, you know, I can see maybe it's a bit wonky. It's not a perfect circle. And there's like all these details and stuff that we miss. And it's actually can be interesting. We can get curious about it and we can actually have uh, you can enjoy just looking at a trash can. But we're looking past, just seeing, oh, that's a boring old trash can. Why do I need to look at that? Like, no, maybe there's, maybe there, maybe we can make the experience enjoyable. You know, it doesn't have to just be um, what we're used to. We can make something, uh, we can make something cool out of it.
0: Okay, we'll go back to the original topic that we were talking about. Is uh, what's so and is the place to be cool. Now you just gave gave the key. It's you who make things cool
1: that's so true that's so true it's crazy how true that is it's so and true and
0: there's a whole lot of people doing that very same thing at what so and woke to kind of give you an example of hey chill baby <laughs> chill out cool off but in fact yeah. that's what the original definition of the was the two examples was that you don't eat food hot off the stove you let it cool you let, let, it, let it cool off cool. OK, uh,
1: yeah. we don't, we, we agitation and the hindrances make us hot, um, but um, yes. we, can, we can just cool down and relax. Yeah.
0: Exactly. But see, when you're walking around such a cool place as Watsu and Moke, in a way, yeah. guarding the eye door because you only let yourself see the stuff that people would consider uh, wholesome, because if if it were uh, said as unwholesome at Watson and Moak, somebody would carry it away in the night. <laughs> <laughs> so you could pretty well count on that whatever you've got going on at Watson and Moak is going to be inducive, to help you chill.
1: That's cool a really out. good point. It's gorgeous. I've walked around. We arrived here right when the sun was setting. The lights casting through these big trees. I don't know what type of tree it is, but they're awesome looking like vines hanging down there's a monkey over there right now that's just like goofing around um <laughs> oh a new like, teacher look- for you yeah <laughs> dude he's like he's like i mean I'm, I'm going like this and he's like doing the same thing with his head <laughs> but anyway i'm going to ignore him now um because uh I, I don't want him to get uh you know agitated or something but um but yeah, it's like there's there's so much gorgeous nature around and everything. It's just yeah, it's uh it's certainly an upgrade over Hereford, which is already like countryside, but this is uh this is really in the jungle.
0: This, this is really in the middle of the forest. <laughs> yeah. And you've just been to the front gate, basically. I mean you're still within fifty meters of the front gate. Wait till you get a load yeah. of the back average. One of the things is yeah. quite remarkable. is is that there are two chitties, two ancient stupa statue kind of places that are falling down. And actually, if you look on the the Google map uh, location that uh, Eric is sitting around, it shows him sitting there. And these are ruins that are uh, traced back to 700 AD. These things are 1300 years old. That's the cool. history of Watsu and Mok, is, is that it's been sacred ground for a long time. With natural growth forests, you can look on Google and see that all the land around Watson and Mok is all cultivated. But Watsu and Mok has a different texture to it because it's natural forest.
1: And cool. it's about
0: as big as a square mile. I mean, it's a huge
1: place. Yeah, I saw a map of it. It's just all completely spread out everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a nice spot. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's eating a coconut. The monkey's just eating a coconut right now.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Cool enough. So uh, across the road you, uh, is the International Dhamma Hermitage. about two kilometer or so. Uh, People with big backpacks, I don't recommend they walk, but most people can handle uh, that kind of walk uh, over to the uh, retreat center, which is actually quite gorgeous in completely different ways. This is an old coconut grove that was planted and they left most of the trees in place. And one, one big banyan has gotten to be one of the biggest trees that we've got around. I mean, it'd take you a whole minute or so just to walk around the thing, it's huge. Cool. It's a banyan tree. In fact, all of the really big trees down here are banyan trees, which are common in India. Also, that they have these little uh, from the limbs. They have these little shoots that come down that wind up being uh, first a uh, a root, ten feet long up, you know, and that little root that comes down, and then it then it gets planted or uh, gets down into the ground, come back a couple of years, and now you've got a little new tree growing. Me. And so uh, uh, those kind of trees can actually take over a lot if they're not well maintained. So uh, another point is is that this is an old history. You see now South Thailand has electrification. They've got a highway in front. When I arrived at front uh, of Watson and Moog, that was a dirt road. That big highway was a dirt road. And it had been a dirt road of more or less all the way to Bangkok. I know because I rode it on a bicycle.
1: Because
0: <laughs> that was the easiest way to get to South Thailand. You see, they didn't have much transportation back in those days. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they also had no power, but they had an old diesel generator and they would turn the diesel generator on for a bit of uh, park lights uh and turned it on at about six in the evening and then turned it off at about nine or ten something like that so just in the evening time there was just enough light out there so that you could find your way home but if they turn the generator off then you got to hook it out in the uh the darkness of the forest in the dark
1: yeah mm-hmm. i heard it, i heard like um about apparently some um one of the instructors there saw someone driving a motorcycle pitch black at night in the darkness, just speeding down the uh, street. So um, I guess a, a pedal bike wouldn't be too too uh, out of the ordinary here. But that was a cool story, uh, sort of following from the point about there being uh, like no traffic laws in Thailand, as we were discussing and stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: there are traffic laws, but they're not well enforced. And they're selective, depending upon You know, do the cops think you got enough money to want to give them money to let you go home?
1: (laughs) Oh, I I hear you. I hear you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but generally, staying in a water is a very, very safe thing to do.
1: Hmm. When the cops come, they
0: normally don't come in uniform. That would be a rare thing the cop will take his uniform off and put the white on like everybody else does oh that's that's
1: so respectful that is uh so respectful
0: yeah well you can see the tradition of all of that that everything is the same all the people are the same egalitarian that people don't march in with army uniforms on or things like that
1: yeah I need to get one of these white shirts. I keep seeing people wearing all white. I've got nothing that's white. I need to get some of it. Get them new drip.
0: I bet it will be available at the uh, boutique. This part of the Dama Center that you could possibly buy one there. Cool, cool. Okay, you can ask, but I'm I'm pretty sure that what those white shirts are available
1: yeah. at the insurance Center. Um, Dipa D- had um had a little had a little shop where you could buy. Trousers and stuff. I got these. I got these like fisherman pants, sort of uh, meditation trousers there, which are really cool because um, I, I I didn't bring any trousers that covered the knee when I came to Thailand. I just brought shorts because I thought it'd be hot. But um, trousers that cover the knee actually came in handy because it does get cold, as I realized at night. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, the temperature drops. Mm. And it could drop to cool, but you make it cold. That's
1: now, we're not point. talking about a
0: freezer or Antarctica or places where cold actually means the word cold. We're talking about you're in South Thailand.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. In a hoodie as well, in, a hoodie in South Thailand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I'm sweating and I'm just sitting. And it's not even that warm right now. It's medium. Cooling off the sun's already set. The sun sets super early here compared to the UK during the summer. It's more like the UK well, at winter. We're it's like close the,
0: to it. the equator. Which means yeah. you do not have large swings in the sun's position. It in fact it rises and sets someplace between like five thirty to five forty-five. And then the midpoint is six PM and then six fifteen or so. It depends upon actually where in Thailand you are, or uh, how far, but but here.
1: It's setting because the light's shining on your face, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Right, in fact, uh, this is the time of year that that happens for the next few weeks. At this time of day, the sunshine will actually find a place to crack through to get right on the face. I saw that already. <laughs> and I know that that happens because I've been tracking the, the sun for many, many years sitting here on the porch. He's an old friend, by the way. It's good to see him show up again. Normally, yeah, he's in just going to get it all over the yard, but he rarely makes an appearance here on the porch.
1: Cool. Nice to see your old friend again. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, so that'll happen for the next six weeks or so, until after December the 31st, or uh, uh, 21st, which is uh, the end of the solstice, and then it starts to go away again. Not only have I seen that happen, I mean, heard about that and read about it in a book and figured it out, I actually observed it to be true.
1: <laughs> okay, this is kind of off topic, but what is a solstice? Because I hear people say the solstice. I don't know what that is. Like,
0: okay, is that? there's, a, there's it, it depends upon where you live. And merry old England, which we don't talk about, has four seasons, or four solstices. Okay. I'm familiar. You have, and they're on the 21st of each month. One in March, one in July, one in September, and one in December. These are like the, the cycles. This is the samsara of the year. We all have big cycles, and this is one of them that uh, that uh, in Northern Europe, they have this cycle of summer, winter, spring, and fall. Right, right. Okay, but the the actual summer and the actual spring and the actual uh, at summer, et cetera, that's a mental attitude that people have and think that it has yeah. to do with the calendar yeah. to where in fact, no, it has to do with the sun and the tilting yeah, of the letting,
1: Earth. We're participating in its effects on us. It's not just affecting us and we're just here doing nothing. Oh, I'm just being affected. Like, no, we're, we're actively, we're actively getting engaged in affect- it precisely. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Uh, so uh, that that's where we get this the solstice. Is those change of seasons? And it has to do with the solar. Positioning. Based upon the earth.
1: Cool. So solstice is just the point at which the season begins to change to the new season. Right. Nice.
0: So the spring solstice is going to be March the 21st. The summer solstice is going to be July the 20th, Something like that. Uh, Yeah. Do you think there's... um, June the 21st, not July, sorry. Is the summer solstice.
1: Do you think there's a spiritual significance to that time of the year? Or if that's just superstition? just uh what is it it's called saya if you I don't like it
0: it's superstitious it. if you like it it's scientific
1: yeah it's <laughs> buddha <Buddha-sastra, not> satsang <saya-sastra. laughs>
0: and because people don't like it and they want it to be another season or so they make up all kinds of
1: magic about it Mm. as the mind does left unattended goes into magic, magical, magical, magical everything I would not say that the
0: mind is left unattended because that assumes if the mind is left unattended that the dukkha that is found therein is actual and real Mm mm-hmm Okay, mm-hmm. then why don't can't you leave the mind unattended and be in great peace and joy? Mm. Okay. <clears> that in fact we're going to spend most of our time with the mind unattended. Only when we're practicing Anapanasati correctly would we actually be as tending to the
1: mind. Yeah, it's a for me it's like a fraction of a a, a fraction of a second of attention and then I go back to mm trying to attend to it
0: let's say uh actually i would say i would put in the category of you're actually experiencing or trying you're using that word to do it that that's actually doing it it's when you've forgotten all about it and are not trying to do it <clears throat> right. that's it's the fabulous. part that's left unattended and that's what we do most of the time we're just simply not watching what's going on
1: Hmm. Mm.
0: Mm. Not watching what's yeah. going on on the inside and not watching what's going on the outside. And our attention is just splittered all over based upon whatever comes without knowing that we can have um, control over that. And so here you are uh, in a way Watson and Moak has the value of not giving you much input. It doesn't change much. Uh, there's yeah. not, I know there's you, not much a, in nature happening there. Only maybe ten at, to the fifth power, rather than ten to the ninetieth power, which is where most society is, and things are changing. But there's not a lot of change going on. I watch
1: so and most. There's not much to look at except your reactions to things, because everything's always the same. You can, you're what you You see, it's very ob- it becomes very obvious that what you're actually perceiving is your reactions to things, not not any quality that's inherent in the things you're uh perceiving. Yes, exactly. It, it yeah, I know. Pay that
0: attention to what your mind is doing, rather than let it slide into the gutter that we keep it in mostly.
1: <laughs> yeah, and just assume, just assume that oh, this is how things are. This gutter is what life is. Life is just this gutter, and you know, there's uh-huh. there's my thing. It, up- it, up- exactly. Up- if you
0: carry that to its natural co- conclusion, that gives the quality of life itself is dukkha which is very easy to disprove now Mm. that we're out of that, uh, because also uh, that has the quality that we can't change it. But the Buddha's model is an each already. Let's do the changing and let's make those changes wholesome. Let's pay attention to what we're doing.
1: We might as well change it consciously for the better Mm -hmm. rather than just letting it haphazardly
0: haphazardly.